Love this podcast? Support this show through the Acast Supporter feature. It's up to you how much you give and there's no regular commitment. Just hit the link in the show description to support now. British Speedway's golden generation was in the 1970s, where the likes of Collins, Simmons, Wilson, Louis and Lee carried the Union Jack with pride. In 1978, there were many commiserations for Dave Jessup, an engine failure in his opening race costing him dearly at Wembley. But while there was sympathy with Jessup, he'd overshadowed a fine performance by another Englishman, who pushed the great Dane Ollie Olsen all the way before settling for Selva in what was his only appearance on the big night. Tonight, we pay tribute to one of British Speedway's most underrated riders, Gordon Kennett, who passed away yesterday at the age of 70. Gordon was a classy performer who I was very lucky to see in the twilight of his career in the mid-90s, and guess what? He was still a classy performer then. Rest in peace, Gordon, only in Speedway. Good evening, everybody. Good evening. Um, yeah, it's a rider I, I saw race many a time. Um, not always my favourite rider. He was... Um, a, as you say, a classy rider, but he, he didn't, uh, yeah, he, you know, he, he wasn't uh, scared to uh, sort of put it about a little bit, uh, as all the best riders Absolutely, yeah. uh, do, you know. Um, but being a, an Eastbourne rider at the time. Yeah, that probably uh, didn't help, did it? Yeah, so. I mean, it was yeah. a big rivalry between the cl- two I, clubs. I didn't realise until I was doing some looking up this morning that he did actually have a, a two short spells at Cradley, which I didn't realise. Oh, he had a spell that. there in 71, and I think he maybe rode... Possibly one meeting might have been as a guest in in eighty eight apparently, which I, I didn't realise. Mm-hmm. But uh, obviously, I didn't. As I say, I didn't see him until right at the end of his career. He signed for Wolves in in ninety two, and, and even even then, you know, in the twilight of his career, he was still a very very good performer who could beat some very very good riders on his day. Um, was probably the victim of a an unusually ruthless move from Chris Van Stratton to drop him when he was on a, a 10 point average which effectively finished his career in 94 um, you know he'd had a really really good start to that season and you know from, from reserve and he ended up on a, I think he'd ended up on about a nine and a half, ten 10 point average and riding at number one at that stage of course unfortunately he wasn't able to do that then so mm. the, the team change was made and it, you know it was it was a bit of a surprise it, you know probably was the right decision but he was certainly he'd, he'd won a lot of friends during his time at um, at Mumma um he was actually at Mumra about two, three weeks ago. He might even have been on Bank Holiday Monday, and I saw him, and he, he looked—he looked no different to when he was to when he was riding for Wolves. Um, I think, you know, by all accounts, he kept himself fit. Obviously, it's well documented. Of course, he had—he um, had suffered with diabetes for mm-hmm. for many years, um, but was still actively—you know—still wasn't actively involved in Speedway in any capacity. But he, he still watched a lot of Speedway, and he was, by all accounts, you know working very hard with people to try and get Speedway back into Eastbourne, which, of course, is the club where he's sort of most connected with. Mm-hmm. Um, so, yeah, very sad news. And, you know, in, a, in an era, as I say, when we had so many top riders, you know, he was certainly someone who, on his day, was capable of beating the very, very best and was, a, was superb in that in that 78 world final. I think he was the only rider that beat Olsen that night. Um, 
you know, I think his first race, I think his first ever race in the world final contained Ollie Olsen and Ivan Major, so that was a real baptism of fire mm-hmm. in that one, and uh, he won the race. So that was a that was a dream start for him, and uh, you know he went on all the way to get the uh, second place, and of course never got quite got to that level again. But uh, yeah, very very sad news. So yeah, rest in peace, Gordon, and uh, I'm sure you know the first you know there'll be a lot of matches over the next few weeks where there'll be tributes paid to him, particularly at the the many clubs that that he uh, that he rode for. Yeah, absolutely, and, and well deserved as well. Um, yeah, I mean, we'd love to hear uh, people's memories of uh, Gordon Kennett. Um, I'm going to have to say it, Gordon Kennett. <laughs> Sorry. Um, Terrible. Yeah, I know. You're not going to get it. Okay. <laughs> Uh, yeah, so we'd love to hear people's uh, memories of uh, of the great man um, through the night. If you have any, shove them up on your shout on, on the shout box, I should say. Um, talking of which, have we got any? Oh, sorry, I'm, I'm yes. Really you, I'll get them up in a second. I beg your pardon. Who are Mrs. So yeah, we'll we'll say hello to everybody on the shout box. Um, squeaky bomb time in the leagues. Yep, getting into that time. Um, obviously, started. I think we probably should start off with the knockout cup final in the mm. in the Premiership. Of course, um, obviously Sheffield held to six points against Ipswich in the first leg, so Ipswich I think will really fancy their chances. I mean, I saw someone they said it was a commanding lead. I don't think six points is, is a commanding lead at all. Certainly, when you've got an Ipswich team that's got Sarfield and often Doyle as their as their top end. Mm. Um, so yeah, I think for me, looking at that one, probably Ipswich would uh, would, would be certainly, fancy being, would certainly fancy their chances of uh, of uh, getting into the course. Ipswich, amazingly, thanks to a complete capitulation from Leicester, uh, are in the playoffs as well. I don't think anybody probably wasn't a surprise that Peterborough won because if you look at the Peterborough side now, I think if they were in the playoffs, they'd probably win it. They mm. look very very strong now. Mm. Um, it's do. just unfortunately come too late for them. Um, but they really did. They really tore Leicester to shreds. And after a really good performance from Leicester on, on the Monday at Monmouth, um, you certainly would have expected Leicester maybe not to win, but certainly do enough to get the, the aggregate point to just get them over the line. I mean, the, the, there's, uh, Craig Smee sort of touched on that subject. He said, Evening, uh, chaps, what do you make of Leicester's huge collapse and falling out of the playoffs? They looked a dead cert for playoffs with Bellevue only two months ago. Team changes were strange move. Getting rid of Harris has cost them massively. Of course, Seymour. <laughs> Seymour, he gets everywhere. Gets everywhere. Does, yeah. Of course, I want the Aces to make final again, but I'm glad I get to see Emil ride around the NSS again. I think it was quite ironic, wasn't it? The bomber was, was in the, was in the Peterborough team, of course, that um, put Leicester out. Leicester out of the, out uh, it, yeah. There, I, I get the impression as well that he was he was very happy to lose his place at. Leicester, so I think he's not hid, he's not hid that at all. No, yeah. he hasn't. So, yeah. Um, yeah, I mean, I think Leicester were a little bit unlucky to catch Peterborough when they caught them, mm. um, when they were arguably one of the best teams in the league. Um, but also the Nick Morris situation. I mean, the, the, what happened immediately after the Nick Morris situation is really where the nail was was put in the coffin for Leicester this year. I feel. Yeah. Um, they really should have been in there by the time they got to Peterborough. I would say for Birmingham as well. Mm. Yes, yeah, 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 so. yeah absolutely. Um, uh, Eddie Kennett is carrying on his legacy, says David James. Is Eddie riding anyway? It's not riding, is he? Not in the moment, I no. I think so. 
Um, Alan Atherton, is Birmingham at threat of not being able to race there next season? I would say that's a, a yes. There is yeah, a, definitely you know, a threat at the moment. Uh, so. um, I mean, I, I want to touch uh, on what uh, Nigel Tolley said on the centre green, um, which was very interesting, I thought. Yep. Would it make sense for Walls, Birmingham and maybe Cradley to look as a joint venture? It's a nice idea in theory, isn't it? Whether it would be... Uh, where where would you ha- where would you put it? It would have to be in the middle of all three, wouldn't mm. it? Unfortunately, and you want you've got to find land also. You've got to find somebody who's willing to uh, put the cash into to do it. And then it. you've got to find supporters willing to char- to travel. Yeah, it's it's, it's, uh, it's, also, a, it, it's a nice idea in theory, isn't it? You know, the three Midland clubs all being able to run different nights at a at one place, but um, it just. Uh, I think it's it's sort of pie in the sky a little bit at the moment. Yeah, I think so. Also, I don't think the BSBA are pretty particularly keen for people to track share. From I think at the moment it's probably a case of cutting off your nose to spite your face with that. Um, well, since we're talk, talking about that, um, obviously Birmingham won against Plymouth last week. It was an entertaining meeting. It was. I, thought, I, thought I certainly it was some, enjoyed my few races that I saw on the centre green. So it was good to have um, Terry the track back on the on the tractor yep. and the track. Was much better for it. Yeah. Um, but interesting comments by Nigel Tully in the in the, uh, in the interval there, talking about a big meeting that he's having and he's which will secure the future of Birmingham. He hopes. Um, he, and mentioning Phil Morris in the same breath. What did you make of that? Uh, well, I thought it was interesting that Phil Morris was there, mm-hmm. really, because obviously you know his, his role at the moment within British Speedway is the CEO of the. Uh, of the Premiership, um, I've said, you know, I've heard, I've heard things. I don't, I don't want to say them on here because I don't want to be breaking confidence. Mm-hmm. Um, well, I've, I've heard some things as well, so we'll have a little chat afterwards and see yeah. what. We're... Yeah, yeah, remember to switch the microphone off when yeah. that happens. Uh, <laughs> well, uh, um, yeah, so I, I think there's cautious optimism at, at, at Birmingham, and I think certainly in, in Nigel Tolly, I think Birmingham have got the. The right man in charge. Um, mm. I think he, you know he's he's put an awful lot of money into Birmingham, and he's you know he's he's had pretty much every problem thrown at him over the the years that he, yeah. that he's been there. And I think you know really the same really the same with the Masons as well. When during their stint, although I think you know I think in the end it just wore the Masons down. And I think in the end they they had to sort of step away from it. Yeah, I, yeah. There seems to be a little bit more passion. Birmingham coming from Nigel Tully. Well, I think, so. the, I think the fact that like, Nigel's local as well, isn't he? You know, mm. I mean, the Masons obviously were based down down uh, down in uh, Kentway, Kent, weren't they? Yeah. So, and, you know, they weren't sort of on the area. I, I do think you need to sort of be in in the local area to sort of know what what clubs mean to to their supporters, and I think that probably um, sort of handicapped them a little bit. I know they obviously they had Lawrence, who's obviously based in um, who's based over Willenall Way, I think. Um, so he was obviously as the as the man on as the man on the track, but mm-hmm. I think it would have been you know beneficial for the Masons maybe to have you know, sort of been a bit more of a. I mean they were there for most they were there for most meetings. You know, in honesty, I think I think there was a a certain match against the team up in the northeast that uh, sort of probably was the straw that brought the camels back for mm-hmm. the for the Masons, wasn't there? Um, you mean Red Car? Yeah, <laughs> <That's> just, <laughs> yeah. I think that was a uh, beat about the bush. Yeah. Yeah, but uh, yeah. I think I think with Birmingham, I think there's there's optimism. I think there's obviously you know, Nigel probably knows there's pressure on on Birmingham to run. Bearing in mind, of course, that you know next year there's only going to be Birmingham running in mm-hmm. the area. Mm-hmm. Um, hopefully, it's only going to be for one year, but we'll have to wait and see on that one. 
Also interesting his comments in the program, mm-hmm. saying about squashing two, two particular rumours. Yep. Rumour number one, he said, no, Birmingham won't be in the Premiership. Mm-hmm. Okay. And rumour number two, uh, he's not buying Leicester. Yep. I've not heard that rumour at I all, no. to be fair, so... Yeah. But, uh, yeah, so watch this space. I think there is a lot, as you say, a lot of room for optimism with what's going on in Birmingham. Optimism tinged with disappointment with what's happening elsewhere, yep. losing the likes of Peterborough, yep. Wolverhampton, possibly Edinburgh. Yep. Yeah, it's... That's the real squeaky bum time, of course. Well, this is the frustrating thing, isn't it? Because if you look at, you know, certainly our performance in the World Cup in the summer was, was superb. It was a really, really brilliant effort to get as close as we did to, you know, on, on Polish soil as well, mm-hmm. against, the, against the, the nation who've been the dominant force in, in world sport well, for the really, last 20 really years. One, one, race, <coughs> one race win or one point really away from, mm-hmm. from winning the thing. So, yeah. yeah, I mean, you know, you've got that as a positive, and yet at the moment we're, we're losing all the tracks, mm-hmm. which is. He's not a not a good position to be in. Um, again, I think it's, it's, you know, while Speedway is in this position where it has to you know beg, steal, and borrow for for, for stadiums, you're always at the whim of whether you, of your mm-hmm. landlord as to whether he wants you there or not, or whether he wants to sell the land, or whether he just decides, sorry, don't want you here anymore. Nothing you can do about it, unfortunately. Mm-hmm. Um, it's interesting, really. There's there's a lot of sort of things going on with with Peterborough, which. You know, I mean, obviously, I think we've seen that the petition that's sort of rather belatedly gone online. I think it's Mick Bratley, of course, who's obviously known at, yes. at Birmingham who's put that on. He's, he seems to be fairly bullish about Peterborough's chances, whereas um, Buster Chapman, well, to be to be brutally honest, isn't. You know, he's yeah, it, um, it there's a lot. Yeah, there's a, there's a lot of things. You know, it, it would be a, I mean, it's a crying shame to lose any club, but it would, certainly would be a crying shame to lose Peterborough because it's one of the best race tracks it's in great the country. Race track. Yeah, yeah. It's, um, and from what I can gather. It doesn't look likely that there's going to be any houses built on it any time soon. So there's there's no there's no you know to me there's probably no reason why they couldn't sort of sit down and try and do a deal to there's possible wiggle room there wiggle room. But that that's that's obviously something that they've decided no we're not going to push. So a few more uh, comments coming up. We should possibly get through some of them. Um, good evening to Stephen Bradford, by the way. Rich Thomas said uh, Gordon, uh, Gordon Kennett, of course, had a spell at Swindon number eight, always gave 100% and such a smooth, stylish rider. Yeah, he was like a, one of these, what you, you'd call an armchair rider. Yeah, very much a white line rider, wasn't he? I mm. think, which, mm. um, I mean, one of the tracks he rode at was Exeter. You probably couldn't think of a track that was less suited to, <laughs> that's a, that's to a, that's Gordon a, Kennett. That's a than, white uh, line to... To try and follow, isn't it? Yeah. yeah. Uh, Darlington said commanding lead. Graham so, Darlington, he said he was a commanding lead. Okay. It's six points, he's not a commanding lead. No, so. It's barely a lead. Yeah. Um, Simon Corbett is Frick a shoe-in guest for Sheffield at Wolves. I think he would be the logical choice. Um, yep, Alan Atherton agrees, yeah. definitely, he says. Uh, Mr Brian Buck says Leicester, Sheffield and Wolves all seem to have gone off the boil a bit in recent weeks. Yeah, yeah, I, I think that is true. And, and, you know, could you see Ipswich being a dark horse there all of a sudden? I could. I could. They've come into the top, they've got into the top four on, uh, on, on you know, on, on Merriton really and, and with a bit of a momentum behind them. Um, I still think Bellevue are probably the, just about the favourites. Mm-hmm. Um you know that that probably I think that probably would in some ways would have been the dream final, wouldn't it, Bellevue against Ipswich? You couldn't, you couldn't think of two more different tracks. Yeah, absolutely. So, but uh, yeah, it's um, 
it's interesting because you know, certainly from a Wolves perspective, I mean, we did this last season. We sort of took our foot off the gas once mm. we booked out placing the playoffs, and then when it got to the playoffs, we just couldn't raise our game mm. again. Um, you know, we got absolutely trounced by Sheffield twelve months ago. Um, and it's just to be hoped that we certainly put up a bit of, a better show than than that this time against them. Well, there's a bit more at stake in a sense for, for Wolverhampton that yeah. might help in that. Yeah, it would, it would be, you know, it's horrible, obviously, that we're going to be going next mm-hmm. season, but it would be nice to think that we could, uh, well, bittersweet, I think, to think that we could, you know, win a championship and then, unfortunately, not be able to defend it next year, so. Peterborough look was superb again last night, even without Laguta, Ben Cook and Tadasenko. The Stars, Wolves looked very ordinary. Yeah, that was first a fair point. Uh, imagine what Peterborough would have done had they had that team for oh, from I think, they, I think they would be favourites to win the league. Mm. I really do. They've got a very, very strong team now. Uh, watch out for Ipswich, which is there riding well seven wins out of nine. I mean, they have. I mean, when when it got to the point where it's, it was, you just got to do it. Yep, they did it. <laughs> uh, Pete Clark says, "I can still see Bomber getting us a winner's medal and a wooden spoon." <laughs> Unsurprised, <laughs> uh, in all leagues, uh, well, in, in the two top leagues, I should say. Uh, Dave Twine, I had forgot till I looked at 1973 stats that Gordon Road for Oxford Rebels in 1973. I think Cribby remembers that one. Ouch. <laughs> uh, hello, what's so, happened? It's quite busy, so. Uh, yeah. No, you need to go down. You've gone past it now. This is, this is good. This is good radio, Alan Atherton. What is his role as CEO? Hopefully, it's the first step of an independent body. I, I would like to think so. Um, I mean, the good thing is, so the good thing with, with with Phil one, he's a speedway man, mm-hmm. and of course, at the moment, he hasn't got any affiliation with any with club. any clubs. No. Um, the only affiliation really is, 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 is with clubs that he rode for, but that's not the same thing as having a financial interest mm-hmm. in exactly. any club. I think that's what speedway needs. It needs somebody to go. To sponsors and things like that, as to, to showcase British speeder rather than a particular club, which I think has been possibly the problem in in recent seasons. Uh, talking about uh, Peterborough closing, Dave Twine says, "I saw that the actual land will be left alone for five years. Is that true?" Well, it certainly doesn't sound like it's a given that houses are going to be built on it anytime mm. soon, which is going to be really frustrating for Peter if it's just sitting there not being used. It's going to be a Coventry situation, isn't situation it? So where it just sits again, there, yeah. you know, becoming you know ransacked and, and you know fires and break-ins and things like that. Mm. You don't really. It would be you know that, that's disappointing, and it's, it's disappointing that you know something hasn't been agreed for them to be able to sort of remain there in the interim, and, and whilst whilst that happens, look for something a bit more long term in, mm. in the area I don't know the geography of the Peterborough area so I don't know you know what other options there are for moving there seems to be plenty of fields mm. tracks in fields I think I've said this before yeah um, JCB the most likely to buy Leicester says Alan Atherton mm-hmm. that'd be a great I mean I know he's, he's saying that tongue in cheek but that would be great for Speedway for a club for a company like that to uh, to buy a club Alan Atherton, nothing will happen for three years at least at Peterborough, and the track's been ruined at Peterborough, says Alan Atherton. I haven't seen it. The last so couple of meetings I've seen there have been pretty good, to be fair. Okay. I know there was, there was a lot of criticism of the Peterborough track, certainly early in the season. I think probably it didn't help the fact that they had a poor sight and they were mm. struggling. So, 
Uh, best wishes to Charles Wright on a nasty yep. crash in Poland on Sunday. He misses out again in the playoffs for last season. But uh, you're okay there. Yeah, boy. <laughs> but Aces did manage to win without him. Lidsey, Brennan, Bl- Bloodorn, Bailey can take our, our rides. Yeah, I mean, he's, he's had such a great season. Yes, yeah. I, I, I still think he was very unlucky not to be given a shout and given the pick for the World Cup squad. Mm. Although Adam Ellis, in fairness, did did do pretty well yeah. in the in the final. Uh, did you read Carl Bickley's comments in the Speedway Star? I did not. You? No, I haven't seen it. I've, I've seen bits of things that he, that he said. Seems that not riding during COVID has hindered his progress, along with a bit of depression caused by things in his private life. He said he lost his love for the sport by being dropped by New by Berwick, then New Seymour, mm-hmm. <laughs> then Newcastle closing, and then Edinburgh looking to buy his contract from Bellevue, making him an asset for them, then sacking him after five meetings. He was one of Britain's promising young talents only a couple of years ago, and now it's only twenty-one and lost completely. To yeah, the sport. I, I, I rated Carl Bickley very, very highly a few years ago. Um, very good rider. Nice guy as well, you know. I, when I was working, for, when I was doing work for for rerun at Perry Bar, I interviewed him a couple of times. Always very approachable, you know, and uh, spoke a lot of sense when he was when he was doing interviews. Mm. Um, it would be sad to see somebody like him, you know, lost to the sport. And you know, we've had a, had this few too many times in recent years, haven't we? Young riders that have sort of looked like they had the world at their feet, and they just haven't taken it, and mm. things have sort of gone on away from them in their in the personal life. Uh, I have to say, is there anything in place to support any rider with mental health issues or someone to a calm upon? Um, I thought there was. Yeah, I thought there was as yeah. well. I'm sure the BSPI did something, but of course, yeah. if the riders don't use it, yeah, if it doesn't get get, if it could have got lost. I don't know. Don't know anything about it. But there are plenty of organisations out there that, you know, and I urge anybody. Um, having any problems of that sort, speedway rider, speedway supporter, whoever, talk to somebody. That's the beginning of getting better. It sounds simple, but and but it isn't. But 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 yeah, just talk to somebody, and, and once you you go down that road, you're on the road to to getting better. Sorry, personal experience there. Um, yeah. Fred Gary, uh, Graham, can you give a shout out to the Hurry family as Carl Hurry, who was a photographer at Redcar, passed away peacefully on Sunday after a long illness. He was a friend of mine of over 40 years and will be missed. He followed Middlesbrough Redcar Speedway teams for a lot of years through thick and thin. We'll miss you, big guy. There you go. I think you think we've Absolutely. done that for you. <laughs> we should not. We shouldn't laugh at the jokes that we read with before we sell them out, should we? Really, Drich uh, Thomas says JCB will give good foundations to Leicester. Nice one. I think he needs to stop digging. To be honest. Uh, okay. <laughs> uh, Alan Atherton says there are definitely plots in Peterborough, and they're being and they're definitely being looked at. Uh, Brian Buck. Uh, talking about um, Carl Hurry. It's always sad to hear of a long-time supporter passing on. Even though I didn't know the bloke and never knowingly met up with him, I send my best wishes to his family and friend. Yep. So say all of us. Pete Clark does... Oh, we should talk we should, about... We yeah, should really this should was, talk this about This was a bizarre incident, we? wasn't yeah, it, really? Yeah. That, uh, uh, Pete Clark, does British Speedway need to look again at tyre safety? Carl Howarth may agree with me. Well... You were close to it, weren't you? So, well, closer than I was, certainly. Yeah, I mean, so we, we had the first uh, um, 
uh, heat and Carl Howarth was in the lead by a fairly long way and all of a sudden it, it, it looked like a, a chain had snapped but it, it was his, he got a blowout on his um, rear tyre. Mm-hmm. Uh, so heat 2 came out and uh, their manager whose name escapes me. Mark Phillips. Mark Phillips, thank you. Um, came out and just stood in the middle of the track. With a red flag. With a red flag that he nicked off um, the guy on uh, the second bend who I've spoke to and told uh, I told him he's got the sack because the flag marshal should never relinquish his flag. But anyway. Um, it wasn't you, was it? So? No, it wasn't me. <laughs> no. um, yeah, and he just stood there and basically we had the, the, it had to be stopped. They couldn't start the race. And he was protesting that. He, now, now, this is what I've heard. I don't know whether this is, but he was protesting that that that, that the tyres that we'd got were either a bad batch or, or they'd been left out in the sun, and that had, in some way, done something wrong to them, baked them. I think was was what I heard, which of course that's how tyres are created. Yeah. <laughs> but anyway, um, and so he was protesting and, and had the referee come down to have a look. Um, now I heard some comments of what the referee said, um, which were quite funny. But I'm not—I don't think I'm allowed to say them. Um, but obviously, they, the referee restarted the match, and as far as I'm aware, there was no more uh, problems with any of the tyres, unless somebody knows different, of course. Um, that was it. It was, but I've ne- yeah, I've never seen that before. There have been issues with tyres in recent years, haven't there, with quite a few riders? Mm. Um, it's. Uh, I think it's something that certainly the BSBL need to look at if if there's tyres that are, you know, badly flawed. Because mm-hmm. um, at the end of the day, whatever anybody, you know, we all love to watch our speed, we love to see great races, but the most important thing ultimately is this paramount is the, the safety of the riders. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, to be fair to, to Carl Howarth, I saw the tyre and it was a great big... Yeah, I saw a photograph that he put on, on right. Twitter of it. Um, or X, is it X now it's called? I might even have a piece of the tyre in my bag. Yeah. But anyway... <laughs> Um, yeah, so, but there was no more issues, again, as far as I'm aware. Um, I think that the the idea was that the tyre was going to be sent back to Anlas for them to look at it and see if they can work out what went wrong in case there was a bad batch or there is something wrong. Well, they need to be looking at um, trends, don't they? It's like we've said before, haven't we, about, you know, crashes at, at, at particular tracks do you, we need to look at trends as to, as to where on the track they happen and you know and mm. what sort of conditions they happen in I don't know whether anybody at, at the at the BSBR does any of this but to me it uh, should it should be absolutely we should be collecting data every yep. uh, you know, what was the condition of the track what was the weather I mean particularly around crashes of any description I've said this for yep. a long time time that we do very little in this sport to Look at information about trying to make things safer for riders, and yeah. we just don't do it. Well, I know it was always a frustration for you. The, the quote that Graham Drury used to come up with quite a few times that you know injuries are part and parcel part of the sport. Part of the sport, yeah. <laughs> yeah. So, but you know, used, people used to say in, in Formula One, deaths are part and parcel of the sport, but not they now. ain't now, no, because they did something about it. I mean, a, 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 a driver's life ex- expectancy it was something like four or five years of racing before they could possibly die. I mean, it was it was horrendous. But admittedly, deaths in in speed, I have sort of tailed off from what they were at, 
one time. Mm-hmm. Um, I always remember, I don't know whether you ever went to the um, Speedway Hall of Fame at Donington Park. It was only there for mm-hmm. about three years. I, I went there once and there was a the poignant, most poignant thing, there was a, a, a big wall at the back and it listed every single speedy rider that had, had lost their life racing and I think mm-hmm. the number on it was about 110. Really? It was quite... Quite a lot. Because I always remember... Oh, yeah, because I remember... In, it, just in this country or... Uh, uh, that's overseas as well. Yeah. Because um, I, I always remember... I don't know whether you've, you've, ever, whether you've ever read Eric Gunnison's book, no. My Two Lives. The, the first line in his book is... I, I, it was so nearly 111. Right. After his crash at Bradford in 89. It's, uh, he really was, yeah. Yeah, I mean, sometimes you, know, you think back to the the fifties and the sixties. Sometimes you had, you know, you could have two or three riders being killed in in one season. Mm-hmm. He was just seen as well. That's how it goes. Okay, um, <coughs> can you just go back to where we was on the? Because uh, interesting, yeah. The ref's phone wasn't working apparently. I don't know if it's true or not. I've got no information. Um, but apparently, the, the the ref's phone wasn't working, which is why he. Put the red flag out, which, if that's true, I think that was a fairly reasonable mm-hmm. thing for him to do. But it has been fined. So, uh, Craig Schlein says tyres are a real problem. Watch this space. It does seem to be coming a bit of a trend, doesn't it, with mm. tyres, you know, blowing or disintegrating? Something they've got to look at. Uh, Brian says, uh, and, and and you was aware of this, she yep. was part of this, we had a party of 16 newcomers come to Perry Bar for the Plymouth match last Wednesday. They had never, they, they chose a good match to come they to, to too, be yeah. fair. They had never uh, seen Speedway before and were spellbound and thrilled by the action. It was a real mm. pleasure to show them around. Well, what one of them had, because he, he, years ago, he was a season ticket holder at Coventry, yeah. um, he didn't, I mean, I was talking to him, he didn't realise Coventry weren't running anymore. Right. So it was quite a shock to him when I told him, right. you know, Brandon is now in a state of disrepair waiting for, you know, bulldozers. Someone waiting for the bulldozers to either rebuild, to either rebuild it as a speedway track and stock car track or for someone to plonk houses on it. Mm. But uh, no, they they were, they really did enjoy themselves. They had a, you know, and it was, it was great. I mean, that was the first time I've actually been onto the centre ground a speedway meeting for at least 20 years I've never been right. only, well I was on the centre green at Perry Bar for a practice about 3 or 4 years ago because one of the flag marshals whose name temporarily escapes me didn't turn up so I had to sit in for standing for him that possibly yeah, would have been me like, there was a bloke on the first <laughs> bend I can't remember his name yeah. now so. <laughs> that's me folks yeah. um, never been so cold at a speedway meeting yeah. in my life it was freezing now you know why I wasn't there yeah <laughs> uh, Rich Thomas says they've done something about safety in rugby and it's spoiling the game as we know it. I think that is a little bit true, but... Yeah. You've got to strike yeah. a happy medium, mm. I'm afraid. I think it's more about how they're enforcing those rules in, yep. in rugby at the moment. That, that, yeah, I mean, let's not talk about that, but that sending off, that red card was not a red card. You don't know what I'm talking about, but not to worry. <coughs> right. um, yeah. 96 deaths in Speedway between 1927 and 2016. No, I, I think there was more on that board. Huh? I've got a photograph of it somewhere. I might if I can find it. I might put it on the uh, on the Facebook page. But uh, it was quite sobering looking at it and counting how many rides there were. And this was this was 93. I went there, so you know, we've had sadly we've had some rides that have lost their lives since then. Of course, you know, mm. obviously one is, is Lee Richardson. So yeah, exactly. 
Um, Craig Smee, is the tyre issues being caused by pressure tyres set at, for example, of the tyre pressure is too low and softer or too hard and firm and they are being ripped up by the track because they're underinflated or overinflated? The first thing is they do have those tyre pressures really low in those yeah. um, for, to get to get grip. Um, but they have got a, a, a working sort of... I can't remember what they are now. I think it might be nine at the bottom end and 16 at the top or something like that, PSI, um, so that, that they have to be within. And, and I think that the ex- machine examiners will check that, yep. but they can't check every single one for every single race. It would be just... You couldn't do it. Um, there were rumours at the track, and I'm not going to say what those rumours were, but they were around... Um, tire pressure. I don't know whether it's true or whether it's not. I've got no way of knowing. Um, I think if there's a doubt about tires, you have to look at it. Yeah, that's that's it, really. Uh, yeah, shall we go a little bit further, or have we reached the bottom? Yet? Uh, Pete says you're welcome back on the centre anytime. You'll regret saying that, Pete. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, so, uh, Craig Smith asked how many uh, of those 96 deaths have been in the last 10 years? Uh, and Craig Smith says three. Rampola was the last one in 2016. So, the, the, it certainly seems to have improved. Yeah. certainly seems to have improved. I think we ought to sort of touch on the situation that we had with the Plymouth Berwick match, didn't we? Um, obviously, the SCB released mm. a statement yesterday. Um, read it to you now. Following the anti-doping test that took place at Plymouth Speedway on the 5th of September, the SCB have received the results from the laboratory of the tests from both Mr Richie Worrell and Mr Steve Boxall. Both tests have proved positive for a banned substance, substance therefore breaching SCB regulation 0.18.2 breach of rules, an anti-doping offence that is the occurrence of the anti-doping rule violations. The presence of a prohibited substance or markers in the body Mr. Worrell and Mr. Boxall's SCB re- registrations have been suspended for a period of 30 days with immediate effect pending an SCB disciplinary court hearing. Mr. Worrell's clubs, Leicester and Plymouth, have now completed their 2023 fixtures. Mr. Boxall's championship club, Berwick Bandits, have now also completed their 2023 fixtures. However, Mr. Boxall's National League club, Berwick Bullets, will be entitled to a facility during this suspension period. Yeah, I mean, there's not a lot we can say about that until it's all. But it's unusual for that to happen once in a season. It's happened three times. Yep, it has. Um, which, is, uh, which is concerning. It's, yeah, more than a little worrying. Um, Brian Box says, very best wishes to the Safe Coventry Stadium group at the Planning Inspectorate Appeal next week. All of us will be hoping for a successful outcome and the speedy return of the bees. And I think, amen I, think you, I think you can actually watch it online as well. I know that there's, you, you are able to, to go, but I think it's going to be, I think it's going to last quite a long time. So it's probably going to, a lot of it's going to be quite tedious, but certainly I'll be dipping in and out and seeing mm. what things are happening. It would be, I think that would be the boost that everybody in Speedway needs, wouldn't it, oh, to see Coventry Speedway back at Brandon. Just to have the hint of them coming back. Yeah. Yeah. 
just have that chance to go to Coventry and, and beat them. Yeah. It, you know. <laughs> but that's what it's that is that is yeah, what it's about. Absolutely, and, yeah. You know, it's about you know, yeah. it, you know, it's a, you know, there's nothing nothing beats a, a local derby. You know, that you know, there is a there's a, a there was a historic rivalry, wasn't it? Was the between Coventry and, and Birmingham for many, many years. Fred Graham says keeping positive <coughs> comments going, crowds at most tracks that I've seen on TV or BSN coverage. I, I must say I was surprised. That the Plymouth match, Birmingham versus Plymouth, actually there was a much better crowd than I was expecting it to be, given previous meetings and stuff yep. that had gone on. So that's you know news, uh, reasons to be cheerful. Yep. Um, thank you. Uh, so yeah, keep it. Uh, most tracks that I've seen on TV or BSN coverage in live matches at Glasgow and Redcar recently have been very good. Shows the fans are there. As you say, we all need to keep bang- banging the drum on how good our sport is. If we roll over, it will disappear. God, I've not seen as many of the, the matches on BSN as I would like, but they're, they're, mm. they're, they're, their coverage has really improved tenfold from it. It was a bit sort of erratic at the start, wasn't it? But it's certainly been a huge improvement it's, it, you know, it's very very professional and um, obviously with, with my club not running next year I'm you know, tempted to probably get a season ticket for BSN next year and hopefully see a bit more a lot more speed and sort of mm. keep, keep in touch with it as well um, GP Saturday not much interest plenty of injuries says uh, Craig Schlein um, Simon Corbett said he actually by the way uh, okay so, it, uh, well he, he, he keeps moving up and down I don't I can't keep me <laughs> so, uh, Craig Schlein says tubeless sidewalls compound pressure weather temperature all a part to play um, but yeah tyres need to be safe that's you know yeah. it's fundamental <laughs> Brian I says I noticed Troy Batchelor has improved with his points in a big way since you slated him off the other week I, I, did, I, did, I, can... well, I did walk past his van and there was actually a photograph of you on a dartboard <laughs> <laughs> so. I didn't think I thought okay. he rode very well to be he fair did, got to he give did him yeah, absolutely it's frustrating because it shows that he can mm. do it yeah, he did ride he did ride great uh, but Hi ho! Yeah, yeah, well, of course, we have got the uh, penultimate GP, of course, in uh, Voyens mm-hmm. on Monday, of course, on, on Saturday evening. Uh, of course, Ty Wuffington and Magic Inoski. We'll send our best wishes to Magic as well. Really nasty crash that he had over the weekend. They've both been withdrawn from the Danish GP on Voyens due to injury. Czech rider Jan Kovec and German star Kai Huckenbeck are both called into the event, making their first GP appearances outside of their home country. Wuffington underwent surgery after suffering a broken hand in the British Grand Prix at Cardiff and despite intense rehabilitation work following the operation, the penultimate GP of 2023 comes too soon. Mm. Meanwhile, Janowski sustained a broken ankle in a freak accident during Roshlev's PGE Extra League Playoff semi-final second leg at home to Torrent on Sunday. His clutch malfunctioned at the tapes just before the rides were placed under starter's orders with Janowski's bite looping and landing on his ankle. He underwent successful surgery in Poznan on Monday and has his sights set on a rapid return, although that will not come in voids. With first substitute rider Andrei Lebedev of Latvia already in the lineup as a replacement for the injured Danish star Anders Thompson, second river rev- uh, reserve Kovec steps in. It's uh, it's going to have to go some, I think, to uh, be better than Cardiff, I think, uh, mm. Boyens. I mean, it might be better in the sense that got a good chance of crowning a new world champion. 
Yeah, it looks. I, I, I mean, I think to all intents and purposes, everybody knows. We've, we've mm. probably known since about May that uh, that Barter smiles it was gonna was gonna win it. Um, the good thing is, people seem to be catching him up now. Mm. Catching him up, or was he maybe? He was slowing down. He, was, maybe. he, you know, he, he, was, he certainly wasn't anywhere near his best in no. in Cardiff. Um, although, as I said, you once he got into the semi final, you certainly wouldn't have backed against him no. winning it because Absolutely. he's he's proven over the years that when he needs to, he can he can pull a big right, pull a big performance out. Alan Atherson, uh, if what's being bandied about regarding the banning is true, they don't deserve to be in the sport. I think we can't really say much about no. that. And, uh, and Rich Thomas says, sign of the time seems normal now to smoke something or shove it up your <laughs> nose. You wondered where I was going then, wasn't it? Well, you say, you say that, but I think back in the 70s and, and 80s, I think it could possibly have been even worse. Oh, Cer- certainly with the American riders. I mean, they've... Well, they... I, I remember going to a, an evening at the Cleveland with my hero, Ronnie Corrie, about mm-hmm. five years ago, and, and Ronnie always made, made the point that he always felt that the Americans were... You know, the, considering it was always a random test, it, it seemed very convenient that it was always Americans, <laughs> partic- particularly two two brothers who, of course, one of them, mm. of course, had a spell at Birmingham, yeah. as you know, because unfortunately, you know, jelly man. But it's fair to say they they had a they had a reputation, didn't they? You know, whether it was unfair or not, for liking the partying a little bit too much. Certainly, certainly on Kelly's side, mm. Sean was probably. Yeah, well, I, mean, more, I mean, he's 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 openly admitted to it, didn't, yeah. and didn't he? Well, I think Sean Sean has completely turned his life around now. Mm. I think I think he still drinks, but he he, he knows now when to stop. Mm. Um, so I think you know certainly learned his lesson. I think to be fair, I think Kelly learned his lesson, but unfortunately, the damage had already been done for Kelly. Um, so yeah, but certainly the. Uh, there was always a thing with the American riders, wasn't there? And you know, you think you think back to when Peter Collins won, nearly won the world final in '77 with a broken leg. I mean, I mean, I think he said that some of the things that some of the things that that he took would probably would now be on the ban list. You wouldn't be able to ride with them. So, mm. but uh, Brian Bucket would be useful if someone knowledgeable. We didn't talk well. Could explain exactly what the problem with the tyre was last Wednesday. Was it a case of, well, it blew? <laughs> um, was it a case of one suspect tyre amongst a batch of new ones, or was Mr. Phillips complaining about something more sinister? I think that's probably closer to the to the truth, or he might have been worried about something more sinister. <coughs> there have been a few issues with the analyst tyres this season, but I thought that these had been resolved. Okay, I haven't heard any problems about, about the analysts for a while, but... Mm, that seems to be the name that was trendy, wasn't it? Analysts, mm. tyres. Uh, and Pete Clark says, Troy Batchelor has had a wheelie better week. That's beneath you, Pete. I'm sorry, mate. You're not coming back on here yeah. again, so... <laughs> uh, Reginald Barker, how many promotions have gone into schools doing... New comments? Oh, sorry. <laughs> Uh, doing lost leader family uh, doing lost leader family tickets free for arranged pre-season challenge matches gets sponsors for races etc riders do it free one off meeting so much more promotions could do and they can do regard a 75 Fen Tiger original fan and witches fan so oh Reg I think that's yeah so riders have done it in the past haven't they they've gone into schools and yeah i mean the first thing you gotta say about that is riders don't belong to the club no they are um self-employed self-employed thank you very much they're self-employed 
Um, so, you know, they're not going to do that for nothing, nor should they. Um, and also they have commitments, and, and you know, racing in Poland or Denmark or whatever it is, or jobs for in a lot of cases, of course. Yeah, particularly with Poland, because there's a there seems to be a trend in Poland where if a club wants you somewhere, you've got to be there. Mm. You've got other plans or not. So, so uh, that's that. Um, I know it's interesting about the free tickets thing. Thing I think I might have mentioned this on the show before, but I'm going back during the when the Drurys were here. We um, and my lads were at a school. Uh, Marston Green School means nothing to anybody um, and they had a summer fight and um, I asked if I could have a couple of free tickets and they said yeah and they've used it in the raffle yep. and everybody there was going I heard it I heard the whisper go around well I'll get the tickets I'll get the I can't get the speedway tickets yeah. these were people that didn't even know what a speedway yeah. was uh, but they all me, wanted let me guess the, you would they all wanted the let speedway me guess you tickets. them I did not <laughs> <laughs> I did not I know the per- I do know the person that won them, and, and they were they were more than happy, and they did come along and so on. Um, uh, do they still come now? No. Did they come for that one match? Did they? Yes. This is the problem, isn't it? Yeah. It's getting. Yeah. 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 It's like years ago when when Lakeside did a, a thing where they let everybody in for free. A lot, loads of people came, but the vast majority of them didn't come again. I think they I think they went through a stage as well where they they allowed free admission to anybody that was in the armed forces. I think it was for armed forces day. They did mm-hmm. it that a couple of times and had big crowds in, but nobody really took them up on it again. No. Yeah, that's that's the thing, isn't it? Keeping keep keeping, keeping them in. Them out. Yeah. So don't let them out. <laughs> <laughs> but I mean, but however, uh, you know, let's not be too negative on that. You, you've always got to be trying to get new people in because, yep. like that, those guys that you saw. Mm. Will they come again? Well, there's a likelihood that they'll come again. Yep. Because they really enjoyed it. Mm. Um, I believe they were from Litchfield, why? So so that's within yep. range, really. We ought to uh, go on to we, our... Yeah, I was going to say, I need, we need to push on, really. Oh, gosh, yeah, I didn't uh, realise what the time it's was. It's just, um, just flown by, actually. Just flown by. Um, I've got the tables up somewhere. Okay, so uh, thank you to everybody for all the comments. If we get a chance to go through the rest of them, we yep. will. Yep. Um, but sorry, we don't uh, time. I'll try and move through this. Yeah, here's the Nigel Pearson uh, prediction league. Come on, that's two weeks on the trial. Oh, yeah. got oh, that right there. Right teeth in there. Yeah. Simon Corbett, he's, um, he's gone three points clear. Wow. My God. You've got the address, haven't you? Ready yeah. to... Uh, <laughs> we, we, we need, we need, this guy needs to be handicapped next season. <laughs> Well, to be, to be fair, at the start of May, he was about 20th. Yeah. He's, yeah, he's, to, be, to give him his due, he's give really... Due. Has a, oh, he's done well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. No, can't, uh, can't complain. Uh, Mike, the lowest... Um, lowest presenter, of the lab. Presenter of all time, I think. That could be. <laughs> <laughs> my, 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 cus- my customary position, I think. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, right, shall we, shall we go it. for it? Shall we, shall okay. we do it? Yep. I, I believe. Obviously, now, obviously, I did post the fixtures during on on Saturday, but of course, we have had some additions with the uh, scheduling of playoff matches, particularly in the championship. So, some of these fixtures you may not have seen on the uh, on the post. So, we'll go through them. Start off on uh, Wednesday tomorrow night. Pool against Scunthorpe in the playoff group A. I'm going to say it's me to go first. Uh, pool by twelve. Pool by fourteen. Pool by sixteen. Okay. Next up in Group B, 
is Oxford against Glasgow. That'll be a tasty one. Oxford versus Glasgow. It's up to you, Matt. Oxford by four. Oxford by ten. Oxford by six. Okay. Premiership Knockout Cup second leg of the final on Thursday. Ipswich against Sheffield. And that's up to um, you, yeah. Uh, Ipswich by four. God, say Ipswich. <laughs> you just said it. Um, I'm going to say Ipswich by six. I thought you were going to say that. Nothing to do with the scoreline in the first no, leg. No, but I'm going to, actually, I'm going to go the same thing. It right. wouldn't surprise me. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay, next up uh, on Thursday, Peterborough against Kings Lynn in the Premiership. Uh, Peterborough by 18. Peterborough by 22. Peterborough by 20. Okay, on Friday in the Championship Playoff Group A, Edinburgh against Scunthorpe. Mm-hmm. Edinburgh by 2. Oh, it wasn't my go, it's your go. Scunthorpe by six. Scunthorpe by ten. I'm still saying Edinburgh by two. Okay. Then on Saturday, in the NDL, Workington against Kent. Dun, 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 dun. And that's up to you, dear boy. Is it? Uh, Kent by yeah, Workington by six. Seems to be my favourite number tonight. I'll go Workington by ten. Got that one wrong, then. Okay. Next up, also in the NDL, Berwick against Bellevue. <coughs> uh... Bellevue by four. Bellevue by eight. Bellevue by ten. Okay. Okay, then on Sunday in the Championship Playoff Group A, Scunthorpe against Edinburgh. That's uh, up to you, Matt. Scunthorpe by 12. Scunthorpe by 10. Scunthorpe by 14. Okay. Then the Premiership Playoffs, they start on Monday. Uh, first leg, Bellevue against Ipswich. What a way to start. Wow. Well, yeah. That's amazing, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Bellevue by six. Do you know, I'm going to say that as well. Can't go. It was switched by two. Interesting. Where? Okay. That really would put the cat And the last one in the uh, Group B of the Playoff Championship on Tuesday is Glasgow against Redcar. This is the last one? Yeah. Mm. Uh, Glasgow by uh, 14. Glasgow by 10. Glasgow by 12. Okay. Yep, so put your predictions up. Obviously, as I say, that post on Saturday was put up before a lot of these were scheduled, so if you've missed any of them, please uh, post them. Don't post them after the meetings have, have finished. That's not... Uh, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> this, this would seem an opportune uh, time to mention that we're having a break. Yep. Yeah. Um, oh. we're, we're having a break because I'm going on a fact-finding mission. I'm going to have a look at the Speedway in Mexico for the next yep. three weeks. Um so I'm really excited by that. And, and I'm going. I'm going to watch the speedway in Turkey. Okay. They do a lot of it over there, apparently. I said when I said look look far and wide for a sight for walls. I didn't mean that far. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I might, might see a few Bellevue fans, I guess. And then we're going to come back and round off the season, aren't we? We're going to we're come back and round off the season. We'll see. We'll see. Yeah. After after the three weeks, see where the. Yeah. Where we are, who's won, and uh, and all of that, and we'll possibly discuss uh, a little bit more um, about what we're going to start next season with. Hopefully, this live show. So, yeah, there'll be a few. Uh, you know, obviously, we'll probably have a few things decided by the time we're back, won't we? So, mm-hmm. yeah, yeah, I would have thought so. I would have thought yep. so. Um, it's just the way it's worked this this year, folks. So, apologies. Mm-hmm. Um, that was quite clever for you booking holidays in the playoff, t- playoff term, wasn't it? Because uh, 
What are you saying? That sort of suggested. That sort of suggested you, you didn't think uh, Birmingham would be figuring. So. There again, there again. I'm, I'm, com- I'm going back a couple of years ago. We missed quite a lot of shows due to due to weather. Or something. Mm. Yeah, so, yeah. Too bad the last couple of seasons. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You, what you're saying is you haven't you haven't been able to, yeah. to go on holiday yeah, as much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I think there was COVID as well. Yeah. 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 <laughs> Yes, so um, do you want to go back up and we'll catch up on the last few comments before we... We can, we've got five minutes, haven't we? Okay, we're just going, I'm just picking up from uh, one but just above it. There we go. Be interesting to see if Emil and Laguta get picks and are brought back into the GPs. Think it would make it a more even playing field. Sadly, think it could be at the expense of Ty, Dudek or Mickelson. That's the problem. I think Ty's a big threat mm-hmm. to lose his place. Um, OK, we've talked about his, his record as a, a three-time world champion, but he's, he's you know he hasn't been winning Grand Prix for a good few years now. He hasn't yeah. been close to winning the World Championship for a good few years either. So, and with, with Robert Lambert, and I mean, Robert Lambert's obviously not completely um, settled in the top six as of yet. Dan Beauty's sort of a bit more stable, though. I think he's still got a little bit of work to do. Mm. Um, he's he's probably he and well may well be the uh, may well be the fall guy. Um, Patrick Duga, of course, obviously Poland. You know, we've got a raft of you know riders now for Poland, so he might possibly be under yeah, threat. And he's as well. not had a great season, has he? To be he fair. rode well at Cardiff, to be, but to be he fair, did. he always rides well at Cardiff. It's mm. you know, I wouldn't have been surprised if he'd have won there because he, he always he seems to have a knack of doing well at Cardiff. Mm. Uh, Nigel, I, I, I mean, we said it before, but Cardiff rode so well. Yeah. It was, a, it was a nice track. Rich Thomas, Nigel Wagstaff had his faults as a promoter, but he went out to promote his clubs, schools, fights, etc. Pushed the speedway big time around Oxford. Um, I mean, I think I can only talk from personal experience. I think Birmingham have done quite a, a good job of, of doing that. I mean, just, I can't... I can't go out the door without seeing Birmingham Speedway on the back of a bus. Yeah. You know, it's, um, so they, they're certainly been trying. Uh, Fred Grant, can I say the atmosphere at Ashfield on Friday was amazing. The riders from both teams, Glasgow and Oxford, put on a belter of a meeting. Vadim Tarasenko had one of the best debuts I've seen for Glasgow Tigers. If you get the chance, watch it on replay on the SM. One of the riders, I believe, we was trying to sign, by the way. Yeah, he's been a revelation, hasn't he? He certainly made a big impression at Peterborough. Yeah. yeah. Um, you know, yeah. Again, you know, we've seen a lot of the top teams are providing some great racing in the Championship. It's just unfortunate that there's just such a big gulf now between the teams at the top and the teams at the, yeah. it's at the got, bottom. It's, it's got to be something that they sort out. I'm going to leave the last word to Pete Clark. Yeah. I think I should do. I've enjoyed the last hour better than laying sheets and tyres. Amen to that. Amen to that. Right. Well, as as I say, we've got three minutes to go, so yeah, we'll we'll wrap it up now. Um, we will see you again in three weeks. Um, please remember where we are. Yep, we will be carrying on yep. putting uh, predictions on every week as well. Uh, absolutely. Yeah, absolutely. Yep. So keep those going. And uh, take care, everyone. Enjoy your speedway. If you're involved in the playoffs, good luck. And see you in three weeks. Take care. Bye-bye. Good night. Good night.